0: In the last stanza of today's psalm, the psalmist gave us all some encouragement here in that second-to-last line, learn to savor how good the Lord is. So let that be our prayer at the beginning of this homily. Lord, help us to learn, teach us, Lord, how to savor how good you are. So as I was praying this morning with the words that we heard today in the liturgy, I had an image come to me. Priests have a unique perspective at a wedding, because typically we just walk up before the wedding party, and so I'm standing there, and I get to watch the groom come up, and the groomsmen, and then the bridesmaids, and and then the doors open, and there's the bride with her father. And what most people don't see because they're all focused on the bride is how the bridegroom is there and his breath is taken away when he sees his beautiful bride-to-be there. And I was just imagining that today, Lucia, like the Lord standing up here and imagining you walking up the aisle and you taking the Lord's breath away. (laughs) Como se dice, me quitas el aliento. I had to look that up. (laughs) So Jesus says to you today, you take my breath away. And that's what I get to see as the priest. And it's so beautiful. It gets me every time when the bridegroom is there. and He's like, oh my God, she's just so beautiful. So that's a beautiful image that we can all contemplate as we just reflect a little bit on Lucia and her life as a consecrated woman. What does that mean? Well, it means, as Jesus said in the gospel today, that he chose her in a very special way. And it's not that he doesn't choose all of us. It's not that he doesn't love all of us. But in a very particular way, he invited, he proposed to Lucia to follow him in poverty, chastity, and obedience. In imitation of his mother and so many other disciples and consecrated men and women throughout the history of the church. But there's still something very special and unique about Lucia. There's something unique about all of us. And so when he speaks to us, when he calls us, and when he called Lucia, there was something special that he had in mind for her to reflect to his church. Those who hear me preach in Detroit know that I like to say that each and every one of us is a unique blend of truth, goodness, and beauty. Like a good coffee or a good scotch. But Lucia reflects God's love to us in a unique way. Because she's the only Lucia that God ever created. She is his masterpiece. And so when he called her to follow him, he had something very special in mind. And let's face it, when Lucia said yes, she didn't really know what she was saying yes to, did she? She didn't know what these 25 years of consecrated life in of Christi would hold. If she did, she probably would have said, no thanks, Jesus, I mean, I love you, but, boy, it hasn't been easy. I think we could say the same thing about any married couple. There's something to be said for infatuation. (laughs) There's something to be said for falling in love and being a little naive about what you're getting into. Because if we all knew what we were getting into, I think we would all say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Out of fear. But what we learn day by day, year by year, is that God is faithful. In fact, it's one of my favorite names for Jesus. You know, he's got lots of names. King of kings, Lord of lords, Lamb of God. There's one a little bit more obscure that we find in the book of Revelation. And he says of himself that he is faithful and true. One of my favorite names for Jesus. He is faithful and true. And... That is something that you have definitely learned over these 25 years, Lucia, that God and Jesus in particular, as your bridegroom, is faithful and true. And that is a great source of consolation. That is a source of strength for all of us, but especially for a consecrated woman. Because when everything else around you seems so uncertain, there is one thing that is certain, and that is his love, his faithfulness, his fidelity to you. And then we just think about that first reading from Isaiah, so beautiful. And yes, you had to say yes. And we all have to say yes. God always respects our freedom. He never imposes his will on us. He always proposes and so we have to freely respond with our own yes. But then when we do that, God goes to work. God goes to work. And yes, we have to collaborate, collabor, con él. We have to collaborate with God, but it's really his work. So the masterpiece that is Lucia, it's not done yet. Even after 25 years, he's still working and she still has to say yes. But as she continues to say yes, God goes to work. And that's what Isaiah reminded us of in that first reading, that he's the one that has put this robe of salvation on her. And he's the one that brings about the praise in her soul. He's the one who justifies her. We don't justify ourselves. Even though she's made these vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, that's not what justifies her. That's not what makes her right with God. That's not what makes her lovable. It's God who does all of that in her and in, and in all of us. It's the Holy Spirit, the promise that the Father and the Son pour out into her heart and soul and body. That's what transforms her. I got a little bit of a picture of what Lucia was like before she joined Consecrated Life last night around the table after a little bit of vino. A little embarrassing for Lucia. But it's just a further testimony to how God has transformed her. And who better to testify to that than her family, right? And she's weathered a lot of storms, but she's come out more beautiful, more mature, more confident, not in herself, although hopefully a little bit of that, but ultimately more confident in God and in his mercy. And so then she becomes an instrument of that mercy. Her light shines even brighter today than it did 25 years ago. And we're all called to that. We're all called to keep growing and and to allow God to keep pouring His light and His love and His mercy into us each and every day. That's our calling. As His friends, we're all His friends. We're called to to be transformed into love. And we don't do that by ourselves. That's God's work in us and with us and, yes, through us. So then she becomes a sign, an eschatological sign. Ooh, there's a big word for you all today, right? An eschatological sign. What does that mean? It's a Greek word that makes us think about the last things, and, and, it, and it helps us to think about heaven and the marriage feast that we'll all get to enjoy together in heaven. But in some mysterious way, Lucia's life anticipates that marriage banquet because she's already dedicated to the Lord and engaged in this intimate love affair with her God. And so she reminds all of us that that's our destiny for all of us. We are all called to be married, to be married to God as his bride, the church. We're all called to ultimately be married to our divine bridegroom in the Father's house. So we all thank God today for Lucia, for her life, for her consecration, for her yes. And we pray for you today. My dear sister, we pray for you that you will continue to keep growing in God's love and keep shining brightly every day of your life, all the days of your life. Amen.